millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. When you're ready to pop the question, the last thing you want to do is second-guess the ring. At BlueNile.com, you can design a one-of-a-kind ring with the ease and convenience of shopping online. Choose your diamond and setting. When you find the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off your purchase. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. No one likes them, but they don't care. They've got the bark and the bite, or should I say, raw. So come down to the den, if you dare. It's the Millwall Fan Show on Love Sport. The Millwall fan shot on Love Sport Radio with Nick Hart from Axel Millwall. They yeah. use that. They're using that theme at Dartford Ladies. Uh, the I, heard, I heard it's it. being played around the United Arab Emirates <laughs> as well. <laughs> so that too, which yeah, is no. a weird thought, isn't it? In the, in the UAE, everywhere in the middle of the Arabian Gulf in the sea, they're just playing it, just like <laughs> to ward off all, you know, ward off the devil. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, the, the Lionesses the use it now as their run-out music and their half-time theme. So um, the half-time theme, apparently so. Yeah, yeah. I don't know if they haven't got any other tracks to play there or something. Flying like into that. you on seven-inch vinyl soon. Don't absolutely, worry about that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, um, yeah, plenty to talk about this week. I mean, we've got a bulky running order. Uh, yeah, really, really, really. But I'm talking like how many pages? Six pages. It's a lot. Six just pages. To, just to explain to the listeners out there, I'm actually here all on my jack. The show must go on, listeners. You can't, you can't, you can't. And you with me as well, mate. You're with yeah, me I'm, well, I'm with, with Aaron. You know. Of course, I am. Um, but you know, um, we've got a long, long running. Is that it's, it's Lucas's running order? Yeah, I think he's gone down the pub tonight. More than likely, more than likely, <laughs> something like that. Um, we were actually going to be bringing in a new game called Lucas Ball's Ball, <laughs> but yeah, that's 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 not happening. That's gone out the window completely tonight. <laughs> Thank you very much, Lucas Ball, um, for, uh, for 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 not showing up, mate. Enjoy, enjoy the watered down lager. <laughs> um, right, let's uh, talk about Millwall. Uh, yeah. The world First run under Neil Harris continues. Yeah. Question marks arising. Is it time for a change? And I'm going to highlight this, you know, this issue and say, 
no, it's not time for a change because if you look down the road at another South London club in Wimbledon, the absolute shambles that's going on there and trying to hire a manager, it proves it's not easy. Clubs are taking three weeks to hire a manager. Notts County interviewed eight managers and they've when appointed Ardley now they're, they're, they're appointing Neil Ardley they see him as a but, good manager well, no, good no, manager. imagine if you think about this now I did the maths because I watched this press conference last night uh, in bed as well by the way wow. I mean I say you know in, it's a lot in, of be- info, in yeah. bed with Neil Ardley is, is quite the um <laughs> It's, a, it's, an it's quite an experience yeah <laughs> he's uh he's 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 an interesting guy but he turned around and he put it into context which I thought was interesting because the chairman of Notts County said, you know what, we interview eight managers. Mm. Cool, we've interviewed eight managers over three weeks, X, Y, Z. Oddly said, I left, I'd made a decision about Wimbledon on the Sunday, met Eric on the Sunday, who's the chairman of yeah. Wimbledon, yeah, yeah. left on the Monday, on the Tuesday, I got, you know, I had an interview with Notts County, which is like, oh, hold up. Because, you know, it, it's amazing. He goes, you know, I didn't, anticipate getting this job. That's why he went on holiday mm. as well, Neil Ardley. Now, what I'm trying to say is, if it's taking clubs you know, in the football league, you know, Notts County are, are a half decent League Two club who they're a big, unfortunately a big-ish club. They're, they're, they're down, down on their, 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 they're, their luck, but exactly. Yeah. You know, it's taking them that long. They're not on Wimb- the league side, are they? Hey, Wimbledon have had eighty applicants and they still can't find a manager. There's Wally Downs issue tonight that's cropped up. Mm. Trust me, the Wimbledon fan show on, on, on Sunday is going to be one to listen to. But the Wally Downs issue's cropped up again. They can't seem to find a manager. Now, what I'm going to say is, you know. What manager out there right now will come in to Millwall where you've got a bit of a lack of a budget? Let's be fair. In terms yeah, of there is some money apparently, but it, not an awful it's, lot. It's, it, yeah. Let's say let's say it's it's a mid to low end of the championships. Yeah, yeah, you know, structure of budgets. You've got a very expectant crowd in the sense of you know they they yeah. can get on your back. They certainly can, as we know. They They're vociferous. Can. They can get on your back. What manager out there? And and I've seen like a couple of things uh, on here. Steve Bruce and Slavica Jokanovic. I'm just thinking to myself, going. Steve Bruce is going to want to pack it in half, yeah. and Jokanovic is is trying to get himself a move back to La Liga. And and you know, I I know there's there's a there's a limited amount of mileage in the in the mill uh, the Neil Harris being Millwall through and through thing because at the end of the day you're judged on results and and that's that's as it should be. I think he's he's, he's got enough credit in the bank to, to 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 see the season through. It's given that much. It's not that many months ago since we were looking at the, you know the, the madhouse potential of playoff football for the Premier League. Same bloke that got got us into that situation is now struggling. I what I would say and you know. People People are calling for changes, managerial changes. I, I don't accept the need for there to be managerial changes. I, I do accept we've got to mix our game up a little bit, and the that the relentless diagonal long ball to to Steve Morris and Tom Elliott um, now injured, and Jake Cooper from the set pieces is fine. It's, it's it's got some some reward, but we've got to mix it up. And when we were forced into the situation on on Wednesday night against uh, Birmingham when we, we went down to ten men, for, you know, probably rightly I think I can't can't argue with sending off. But once we start to play the ball on the mm-hmm. ground a little bit, move it, and you know, get decent players. We we do have a decent squad there. They're, these are not bad players, but started to play a bit of football on the on the, on the deck with ten men. We took the game to Birmingham. So. If people want change, I, 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 I take the need for change, but it's, it's the right kind of change. It's not a change of manager, it's a change of style, mixing it up. Does does Neil need to, to wisen up a bit as a coach? Does he need to explore other avenues? Does he need to sort of um, tool himself up a bit better, maybe? 
Possibly. I mean, he's you know he's not that many years in in the job. I mean, you know, the two names you just mentioned there, Steve Bruce and, and Jokanovic, are both experienced um, man- managers in their own right. You know, have been around the track a few times. Neil Harris is an experienced player. He's, he's, he's becoming an experienced manager, but you're always learning. And I I, I do think at times we um, we've given points away this season late. I mean, no, no one listening will you know need reminding of how many points we've we've chucked away this season. Uh, late in the game and you know we, we've actually played it's, it's, a, it's a very odd odd season we've played alternately very poorly like we did at the start of the game on Wednesday um, we've had some bad luck um, you can argue that the sending off was, um, was, a, was a lapse of judgement I think it was a, a poor challenge in the circumstances of the game and we've also played quite well uh, on Wednesday night we played quite well without looking too dangerous but we were certainly looking a lot better and a lot brighter but we've you know I'm, I'm just looking at the results here Norwich 4 Mill 3 well you know we, we've scored three goals that one of the leading sides in the in the division now yes we've, we've conceded four and lost the game but we're not a bad team going forwards. We we do need to tighten up defensively. There's there's a there's a problem in defence, and I think that's that's probably the first port of call for Neil's attention because we look very very fragile. Um, Wednesday, the, the the Birmingham winger, uh, I think his name was Magoma. I think his name was Jacques Magoma. Magoma was going through us like a, my my knife went through my butter for my toast this morning, and I thought. You know, we're looking very fragile, and I don't know where that's come from. Players are, are underperforming at the moment. We've got players recovering from injury. Um, there's a certain lack of, um, you know, pep in the in, in the style of, uh, of the first half. But then, you know, I, I was looking at Lee Gregory in that first half, Wednesday night, and I thought, unusually, Lee don't look interested. Le- he did in the second half. Let's take a pause. I've got some other aspects to, to, to look at. We're going to be talking about that, uh, well, the, both the games against Bolton and Birmingham, looking ahead to the fixture against Bristol City at the weekend. Keith Millen joining us, by the way, as well. A Bristol City legend and former Palace uh, caretaker manager. I've seen you jibing them this week. Don't worry, Nick. I've, I've been watching you on social media. Can I just say, by the way, if there's one person you want to follow on social media, it's him, because his comments are top, top, top end. Uh, yeah, we'll be back shortly with a bit more uh, Millwall chat. They're kicked off in the second half at the Cardiff City Stadium. 53 gone, Cardiff City, now Wolves, one Wolves still leading through that. Matt Doherty goal earlier on in the first period. Avery's been on the socials tonight. Uh, he said Bristol City are in a bad patch uh, themselves and have scored as many as Millwall. I'm half tempted to think we may get three points. Now, Nick, I want to I want to sort of... What's the word? Just dig a bit deeper with this Neil Harris thing and just ask, you know, is David Livermore maybe the right right-hand man for, uh, for, for Neil? Could there maybe be a need for a bit more of an addition in the coaching side of things you know maybe a defensive coach I think what we need and I don't I don't particularly want to dig out David Livermore who was a, a an honest player um, not particularly outstanding player no. but willing a willing workhorse a water carrier mm. of the classic kind um, and people tell me that he's, he's a very good tactician I, I, I 
I have to say, and it's not directed at David Livermore or Neil Harris ultimately is in charge. I've not seen much evidence of this technical tactical now this season particularly. Our, our tactics last season were, were old traditional mill tactics of get the ball forwards, um, get the crowd into it and, and see what happens. And yeah. um, that worked very well for us last season. It's not working so well this season. Birmingham came very well prepped for us on, on uh, Wednesday. That, that, Gary Monk. Gary Monk. I thought, um, I mean, I watched it on, on, on TV, I wasn't at the game, but I watched it, and I thought he came very well prepared, and that's what we're missing, that kind of prep. He talks a lot about Pep Clotet, who's his right-hand man, the former yeah. Oxford manager, the guy, you know, who's with him at Swansea and whatnot. I read a book, Michael Calvin, yeah. Um, yeah. you know, living in the volcano, yeah. and, and Gary Monk was talking about how he got the job at Swansea after Lauder yep. went and how important Pep Clotet was for him because he's a highly intelligent guy very methodical in his tactical build up whatever he does is very you know it, it's good for the team and, and I look at maybe maybe that and 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 think to myself you know maybe Millwall lacking something like that in in the same sense I look at other clubs and think maybe you know the right hand man isn't doing the job isn't you know assisting as well as they could I mean I spoke to uh to Mike Phelan yeah you know New Year's Day 2016 I remember at QPR was sitting there talking to Mike Phelan and he turned around and said you don't know how much work the assistant managers do assistant managers and first team coaches put so much graph into it into doing a bit of research looking into how people play looking into how we've got to do things methodically and I just wonder if that's there possibly I mean I, I, I think what we're not doing is that awful modern phrase which I hate but I, I can't help but use tonight game management we don't manage games you, you watch some of these other teams come to the den this season and they get themselves in front they scuffle I mean Birmingham manhandled out our players there were there were you know images on of, of uh, rugby tackles on on uh, Murray Wallace got pulled back at, for the goal the second goal that killed the uh, the first goal that put him ahead rather and we we don't do that rough dirty side of the game very well it's you know unfortunately we we are probably a little bit too honest we are a, a traditional club and we don't really take to the um the feigning injury and the going down and 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 you know um <laughs> working the referee no. but Unfortunately, this is 2018, and we see so many other teams coming to our ground doing that, managing the game in a better way than we are. So going back to your point, does the second-in-command have a role? Yeah, he, sh- he surely does. I'm not seeing much evidence of um, tactical now. So we, d- we did switch it, because we had to on, on Wednesday night, mm. and lo and behold, we started to look better. The players looked like a, a weight had been lifted off their shoulders. I was look- watching Lee Gregory first half, who looked like he didn't really want to be out there, and then second half, he very much did want to be out there, because maybe the, s- the game is being played in the way they can see some light at the end of the tunnel. <laughs> I, I, I think now, right now, you know, I've been watching Millwall Twitter for the past, what, few days, for the past week, let's yeah. just say, six, seven days. I don't think, you know, getting rid of Harris is a good idea, personally. I think you stick with him. I think the recruitment team have to be, you know, forget thing like Christmas do's and all that they have to be right in the mix of paperwork right January's going to be crucial January's so crucial sign players the defence needs to be strengthened you you can give them a bit of a buy from from August and, and September and say you know what fair enough you got the money in late from Savile and whatnot, and you know you had to do what you had to do. Bradshaw's unfortunate if I'm honest that's bad luck if I'm honest I met someone the other week from um, who works up that way and he reckoned that if Bradshaw was was fit. He would have gone back on loan, back to back to Barnsley. Yeah, that's Give what him he some said game to me. He yeah. reckoned he would have gone back on loan because he just he 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 don't feel he's settling right in, down in London. But I reckon 
I reckon they've got to be so, 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 so hot on it in January. Um, you know what? Let's take a pause. Harry's on the line. Harry's on the line. Young Harry. Harry. Come through, Harry. Are you there, Harry? I am, yeah. Sorry, mate. Hello, mate. Uh, it's a surprise. <laughs> yeah, well, um, yeah, the, uh, the, Brexit, the Brexit train has not stopped. Yeah, the machine <laughs> I work for. So, uh, <laughs> so, so yeah, I'm still in until probably we get funded back to the dock. <laughs> Two weeks. So, um, yeah. Welcome to the show, Harry. Where do you stand on the Neil Harris question? I know you're a Harris loyalist, but I'm saying that we need to change, we need to mix our style up a little bit more. Change it a little bit. Can't keep on with the long ball stuff. No, I agree. We can't keep on with the long ball stuff, but we, um, you know, uh, we've been here before. Um, I mean, Water pumps have been going for more than three years. Might may be shocked to realise that we, we we have an idea of getting rid of managers um, a little bit too quickly. Sometimes we give them too much time, but I think if we were to get rid of Aris, we'd be getting rid of him far far too quickly. I, I think we, you know, sometimes some um, fans have been brought up in the modern era don't realise that Millwall's history has been spent shuttling between the second and third divisions. But you know, we, we don't want to get relegated. There is um, there is work to be done this season, H. And I, I, I just think that when we, if we mixed up our approach going forwards, we, we, we we're looking fragile defensively. But if we can mix it up going forwards, keep the long ball, keep the Jake Cooper tactic. That's a very valid tactic. It's, it's worked well for us this season. But start passing the ball. We've got the players that appear to be comfortable on the ball now and, and let's let's keep it on the deck and start moving it around I can't believe Neil's not looking at the same game that we all watched on, on Wednesday night not seeing this yeah uh, I, I agree but I think maybe the uh, tactic I mean you don't expect to lose three out of four strikers I, no I don't that's, that's fair mm, uh, yeah that's a fair point and, and not just that I think as well if we are going to spend money you know I think we need someone that's an experienced target man Maybe someone like Peter Crouch at Spoke who's not playing or someone like that that's out of favour elsewhere with a bit of experience to, to help sort of get us through this rough period. So I think short term, as you said, is more I'd go for proven rather than a bargain from a lower division to try and do it. I think we need a proven championship goal score or better quality to sort of buy the goals out of, out of the problems. And realistically... What about defensively, uh, Harry? I, I thought we looked quite um, quite fragile Wednesday. I mean, I thought we did against Bolton, to be to be fair, on on Saturday, um, and that that's 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 an area that we were pretty solid on last season. But at the moment, for me, Hutchinson doesn't look recovered properly from injury. He, he was beaten for pace for the for the goal on um, on, on Wednesday night, and. You know, teams seem to be able to, to be able to attack us down our flanks almost at will. Um, Birmingham looked look like they had a free free run against us. I, I just think we need to strengthen the back line as as much as anywhere else at the moment. Yeah, I, I agree. But I think the fact that we can't hold on to a lead doesn't help either. I think that maybe we need a central midfielder, a Jimmy Abdu, shall we say, that someone he's still available. He's still out there. He's still out there. I don't. <laughs> I don't think we're as mobile in the middle without Savile, and I think Savile, I think Williams hasn't been at it this season at all, really. Um, I think he's been yeah, bring not the most mobile, what, the pace he has has gone. Karachan, and, uh, Karachan hasn't, hasn't played, has he? No, he's not played, no. Um, Karachan, I saw Karachan uh, when they brought the 16-year-old on in the Carabao Cup, and um, he looks as simple as well. Nice, nice passing style, but no legs. Yeah. And I think that can pretty much sum up our side. We've got 
they've got a fighting spirit, but the legs don't want to let them do it. So uh, we, we do have a player there's at a big, there's a there's a big big job in January. Let's be honest. We do have a player you know, at Portsmouth who's doing well, Harry, don't we? We've got a player called Ben we, Thompson. We do at, have a player at Pompey. We do have a player at Portsmouth, and we also have a player at Wickham that are doing well. Mm. But um, if you look at our Twitter artist support, which we seem <laughs> to have a, a problem there, if you're actually a Bill fan or a Bill youth player, you can't you can't do it. Um, Would you bring Ben I, back I in January? Bring or whatever well, the, whatever the loan allows. Yeah, I'd, I'd have them both back. I think we both need them. Uh, we need all the help we can get, you know. Um, yeah. uh, especially with the injuries at the moment. I mean, O'Brien playing up front, maybe play Ted off the left and give him a run into the middle and play Fred off the right. I mean, we've tried everything else. Maybe three up front. We're not con- we've got to outscore teams because we can't defend. So, um, Sean, I don't understand, really. Sean Williams, I mean, we mentioned this the other day when we spoke. Sean Williams doesn't look on the game at the moment either. We've got, we've got a lot of injuries. We've got a lot of players that are, you know, question mark players at the moment. And some players just not in form. Um, I, I thought he looked very poor on, on Wednesday night without particularly scapegoating. Yeah. I just thought if by standards, he looked, he looked poor. Yeah, he's looked poor. Um, I, I don't really know what's going on. Is it just that last season everyone hit uh, a peak bit of form? Or was it that they suddenly decided that, um, you know, all to fall out of form in the, at the same time? I think there's a, there's a, there's, we've not fully recovered our, 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 our spark since the Fulham game last season, end of last season. It hasn't, hasn't really got going this season. I thought we might have done it at Norwich, but we gave that one away. That might have been a, a starting point for us. I'm kind of hoping that, um, despite the, the drab nature of the defeat on Wednesday, that the, the change in style in the second half and the fact that it did seem to imply that we've got some, there's, there's some light at the end of the tunnel might be, a, might be the new start that people are talking about. I don't think changing the manager at this stage of the season is going to be wise, but I do think there's more of a, more of a role for passing the ball and mixing it up a little bit with the long ball. I think we lost that. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST. Code ACAST. You still there, Harry? 
Yeah, I think he's got. He's gone. He's, he's gone. He's we'll, we'll, we'll leave him to. He's 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 not a happy chap, is he? No, um, um, I, I I think that um, Ford's Ford's gained our loss. On, yeah, on, there on you there. go. Well done, Harry. <laughs> well well you, done, mate. Harry. Thank you, mate. Thanks for. Uh, no, for there's a lack of fire us. in the belly at the moment. I, I, I'm, you know, I, I, you mustn't pin your hopes on one player. But Ben Thompson is doing well. Yeah, Portsmouth are top of the table. They're going to be a championship side next season. Why, Fred? Do you if he comes in, can he offer that just sort of dynamism? which I think Millwall are lacking. You know that just star quality in the final third, someone who's going to offer a bit of a spark, something different, something creative, maybe chuck in a step over, you never know. Fred, I don't know. I don't think Fred is happy at the den. I don't think it's quite worked for him. It does work for him when he goes to Wickham. He seems to like it there, and I think some players respond to some clubs. And I think he, he, you know, every time he's gone to Wickham, he's come back with goals and with something. Right here we go. Here's Fred. He's come back. He's gone to 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 um, Wickham and scored well. He's doing well there at the moment. I just don't know that the Den and Fred, a bit like John Marquis, who's now doing well at uh, Doncaster Rovers in League One. For some reason, we 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 um we, you know some players respond to it, some players don't, and I, I think Fred I mean, might be. I that mean, look, look, this is this is my sort of analysis on Fred and Wickham. Fred, they they play Route One football, especially when Akinfem yeah. was in, yeah. in the building. When Akinfem was not in the building, they play with Mikael Smith up front. And do you know what? They look a good team when they play mm. on the day. I've said it. I watched Wickham Wanderers five six years ago, and they look very very good when they play football on the day. But Ainsworth always likes to play this Route One football, lump it high and long. And do you know what? They're not doing bad at all. I think they're five or six unbeaten now in 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 League One. However, their fans have no. There's no pressure about them. They could be, um, you know, drawing one one. Other teams down to you know eight men. Mm. And pushing, and the fans will be leaving the ground in the eight seven minutes. They're, they're not the best of fans, and I, th- I, I think there's less pressure playing for Wickham than there is for Millwall. I think that's a very obvious statement as well. Don't get me wrong, but you know, players will players will go and, and play at Adams Park freely because they just realise, you know what, it's airy. No one's really bothered. Let's be it's fair. It's not a pressure. They're, they're putting four thousand into a ten thousand capacity stadium. Yeah. You're not going to have people shouting at me, you know, when I'm taking a throne or whatever. It's it's going to be a less pressurised environment. Gareth Ainsworth seems like a really nice guy. Yeah. He's a very nice man. And, and you know, it's just a bit more chilled than playing at Millwall. This is a guy, Fred, who's played over 150 games for Millwall. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's I, absolutely unreal. He's still out on loan. I think you're spot on. The pressure at Wickham is, it's a nice place. It's leafy. It's, 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 it's there's no pressure. The, the club's um, heritage is completely different to, to Millwall. Um, and I think Fred responds to that for that reason. I, I think that he's one of those players. Some love it at the Den. Some take off and, you know, the, the rest is history. But Fred, I just think, will not play his best in a blue shirt. So I would bring back Ben. Fred, not so much. Let's take a pause. Cardiff, by the way, have grabbed an equaliser. Aaron Gunnison in the 65th minute. Cardiff 1, Wolves 1. We'll be back with more Millwall next. Thanks. Love Sport, 5.58 a.m. what if you want to um, gauge a bit of an insight on how um, our, our clubs you know scout and sign players mm. go on to lastsportradio.com hit on demand pick up the chart on fan show and come up for what time was it 9 10 9 10 
go from about 10 minutes in. In fact, listen to the first 10 minutes because it's right. a really good show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And listen to Steve Gallen, who's the head of recruitment at Charlton Athletic Football okay. Club. And look, yeah. you know what? We're London football fans. We 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 you know have rivalries with clubs. Charlton Athletic have been through the ringer as a Absolutely, club. Yeah, you yeah. know, with the Olin Roland Shuttle. Yeah. One thing I'll tell you about Steve, he was so honest yesterday mm. about everything, telling it from a point of view where Roland has said this, Roland wanted this, Roland wanted this, and do you know what? I, I swear we were all sitting there, jaws dropped on the floor mm. yesterday. What a brilliant interview it was. And it, I want to pick up on a point that he was talking about. And, and I basically just turned around to him and said, first question, what is the process? And he goes, well, that's a bit difficult. I said, oh, fine, tell me. Mm. You signed Lyle Taylor from Wimbledon. Yep. 55 goals in League One. Yep. Over three seasons. Yep. In the summer. How did you do it? And he told me the process. And it just led me to think, and I've thought this for months now, Millwall got the wrong Wimbledon striker. You got Tom Elliott, you should have gone from La- for Lyle Taylor. This guy's firing for Charlton. And to be honest, I reckon the half-decent bit in January, Roland take it, he wants to make money. Well, if you're listening out there, Alex, Alex Aldridge is head of recruitment at Millwall, then you, you know you hear, you hear it here first. But I, 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 I like Tom Elliott. I, 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 you know, he's injured now, so um, I don't know how long he's going to be out for, but losing him is a blow, and he, 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 he teeters on the edge of promise, and I don't know, some players do spend a career teetering on the edge of promise. I just think that Tom has got something. I, Lyle Taylor, yeah, I mean, if he's getting goals, then that's, that's, that's magic, that's gold dust. Um, maybe Alex can put in a cheap little bid for you uh, never know for Lyle, um, and he might fancy a coming to a proper football club at Millwall you it's, know. it's just interesting to, to hear how things are done you know it's really really fascinating to hear how things are done how they're recruiting how they're um, how they're how they're uh, you know I've just had a message from a Charlton fan going oi I also think that hindsight is a wonderful thing. 2020, isn't it? And, you know, you could well be right. With the benefit of hindsight, Lyle Taylor on fire, scoring goals for Charlton. Tom Elliott, not done much for Mill. Scored a few goals, but now injured and won't feature um, for a little while. We don't know how long for. So, in hindsight, yes, that's that's correct. But I would imagine all football recruitment is, has an element of the gamble about it. You never know what you're going to get. I mean, there was a kid that we Manchester City signed from us, 14-year-old yeah. player for a million pounds. Darko Giabi, I think his name. Um... A million pounds for Manchester City, no big deal. But there's still an element of gamble. They don't know the boy might be another Cherno Samba, mightn't he? They famously um, promised at uh, 15 and disappeared without trace a couple of years later. So there's always going to be an element of, of um, you know, possibility about it. But at the moment, no. I mean, we, we, we're struggling midfield. We're struggling defensively. And yeah, at the moment, striking crisis too. I don't know if we've got anyone in, in the in the reserves that can come in either. So um, I mean, genuinely, will be one to tap up. The, the reserves are, are becoming more and more depleted let's talk uh, injuries Lee Gregory went off injured yep. on Wednesday groin strain, uh, yeah. <laughs> I, it don't look like he's going to be back for Sunday with a no, groin strain no, no. Um, Elliot and Bradshaw are yeah. out Morrison and Aino Brian potentially up top Morrison, um, I don't know if I'd start Morrison, actually. I thought he looked like he'd been, uh, you know, like he'd come back a little early. Um, he was very frustrated by Birmingham on, on Wednesday. He was moaning at on the start. He moans at the referee. That's that's the Steve Morrison thing. Um, but I just think he, he didn't look quite on it. I'd like to see him coming into the game late. Um, that, that, that does mean that Aidan O'Brien will have to start alongside 
um, Ayanava, um, who else we can we can put forwards with him. So if Gregory's fit enough, and I'm sure they'll make every effort to, to get him fit, then that's fantastic. If not, it might be even Jed pushed further forwards. Um, you know, we might start thinking creatively. That's where the David Livermores will have to start to uh, show their. Uh, Guardiola-esque reputation. Well, the, you know, it's be, become a new new sort of fashion playing players out of position, isn't it? Well, it's a case of having to. You know, you don't, don't worry. Mo- Steve Morrison could be the answer to Mill's defensive troubles. <laughs> you, you never know. Um, or Jake, push Jake forwards. Make, it was a big man. There's a big man. Getting that's forward. it. Um, that's been done before. Dion Dublin famously did, didn't he? For, well, for, for there, United. there were a few players who were famously sent half and, and centre forwards. Yeah, I mean, don't, you don't see it so much in the modern game, but oh, I don't really understand why not. The, the, the the disciplines aren't a million miles apart. If you go forwards for, for um, you know, for a set piece, then you're still, your thinking process is still the, the same. I guess you're not going to get much, um, you know, the footwork side of it might not be the same, but, um, you know, needs must when a devil drive. So maybe Jake <laughs> push forwards, I don't know. We're starting to get down to that level at the moment in, in the depleted mill squad. Yeah, let's talk about um, Cooper. You know, there's there's a few people asking, is he being overrated because of, you know how sort of poor the rest of them are well numbers don't lie i mean he's, he was he was i don't know where he's now in the assist table in the league um but he was certainly up there and the goal scoring record has been pretty good this season so he's clearly doing something right i think he's a decent defender i think he, he benefits most when last season sean hutchinson was at full fitness and full mental fitness as well i think um as much as physical um he's still a youngish boy and he benefited from playing alongside a decent good quality center half in sean hutchinson we haven't had that so much this season so you know we we have looked exposed at times i I like jake cooper i mean if rangers were talking about five million pound bid for him you know before the start of the season you'd you'd think that um, other clubs will only show interest in players they also see certain qualities his size alone will will be a major you know fact in his in his career and i think he's a good quality player so i'm not knocking jake um the defense uh, james meredith at the moment has not looked the same player no he got a lot of stick uh, the other night um i don't know why what's going on i don't know what um cardiff just got a good goal there what a banger it was it's just a breakaway there's a loft in from the um so the left into the right hand corner um yeah, James Meredith, um, part of a general malaise in in the squad in some ways because when he came to us from Bradford, I thought we'd really signed a, a you know an unearthed uh, a little diamond. But um, he's not looked so, much so great this season. I don't know why that should be. Um, Marlon is a better forward defender than the yeah, defender. So um, defensively, we've looked a bit fragile. We've had question marks over the goalkeeper, the Amos Archer thing. I mean, Archer was obviously back um, mm. versus Bolton and stayed in goal for, for, for Wednesday. Did all right, I thought. D- didn't let us down. So I'd expect Archer to start again on, on Sunday. But other than that, I mean, you could probably question pretty much the whole team, apart from perhaps Jed Wallace. And, you know, that, that's that's a big question mark, isn't it? That's, that's almost everyone in that side. You could say, well, we need to strengthen there. We need, we need That player's not in on the game there. We, it, it's, it's a big thing. So we just need to ride through this. Let's uh, take a short pause. Keith Millen, former Bristol City manager, will join us next on Love Sport. The Opposition View on Love Sport. Yeah, time to give uh, time to get the opposition view. And do you know what? This man will certainly be able to give us a bit of defensive insight. He's a mm. defender that uh, made uh, a, a whole load of career appearances for clubs, including Brentford, Watford, and Bristol City. Went on to manage Bristol City in a caretaker capacity, and was also at Crystal Palace as well. He is Mr. Keith Millen. Keith, how are you, pal? 
Yeah, very good. Good evening to you. Yeah, really good uh, to have you with us. Um, let's talk Bristol City. Um, and I want to go back to the time that you you were at the club, both as a player and as a as a caretaker manager and and a, and a full on manager. Keith, how much expectation is there for this club to to go on and and head into uh, into the Premier League? Because you know it seems like that they just kept on making the playoffs. You know, at the start of the the two thousands, the early to mid two thousands, and then you know now they've got this brilliant infrastructure. The ground has been completely revamped. They seem to be a club priming themselves ready for the top division. Yeah, no, they are what I would call like a sleeping giant, really. And and a, a city as big as Bristol uh, is, is craving Premier League football. So obviously, Bristol Rovers at the moment are struggling a little bit in League One. So Bristol City really now. Uh, Steve Lansdowne, to be fair to him, has done a great job. He's spent a lot of his own money uh, developing the stadium. Um, so it's, it's, in a, it's going in the right direction. They've just got to get the results on, on the pitch. Uh, you know, when I was there, I was assistant manager. Uh, I don't know what years it was now, but we got to the playoff final against Hull. Unfortunately, we lost 1-0. Um, so that was the closest we got to getting to the Premier League. So I know what the fan base is like there. I mean, they're desperate to get into the Premier League. And, it's a shame, really, because I think if they did, you'd see great atmosphere, great crowd, because they can really get behind the team there when it gets going. I was just going to say that, Keith, it's a very passionate fan base at Preston, isn't it? I mean, Premier League would be the, um, you know, the, would be the ultimate destination for, for fans there, and they've never come close to it previously, and it would be a massive moment if they could achieve that. Yeah, no, it, I, think, uh, I think there are a lot of teams in the chat. I've seen a lot of championship games this year, and I think it's really open... Um, I think it's really difficult to really put your name, put your name on who's going to win it. So I think there's a lot of teams there that will sort of half fancy their chances because they know what's at stake. They know like getting to the Premier League is the be all and end all. So Absolutely. I mean, there's so much sort of tension and nerves around games. I mean, I went and watched Bristol City Wednesday um, at Ipswich, and uh, sort of both teams have been struggling recently with form, and you could tell, you could sense the atmosphere. Uh, the nerves, and it was a it was a massive win for for Bristol City. So I think they're, they're going to Sunday's game feeling a lot better about themselves. And the crowd, I mean, they they can get behind the team at Ashton Gate, but they can also be quite critical if things aren't going so well. Mm. Talk to us about Lee Johnson. I mean, he's been in the job two years now. Um, he's had some brilliant moments. I, I can think back to that win against Manchester United in the uh, in the League Cup. But, you know, in the league this season, they've struggled. They're 14th. They've had a really mixed sort of opening few months to the campaign. And I, I've seen bits and pieces on social media where you've got fans, you know, thinking that it's maybe time for a change. Yeah, you, you could see. I mean, I know Lee really well and uh, he's done a great job. Um, but you could see the, the, the tension uh, on Wednesday and when when they did finally win the game, you could see the relief um, in his face and, and around the camp. So, I mean, they had the, the run of four defeats and, I mean, four defeats on the spin in the championship is, in the modern game, is, is almost like a crisis. So, uh, they'd be relieved to, to get that win Wednesday. Definitely uh, will, will ease the tension because if they'd lost on Wednesday... Uh, there would, would have been a lot of pressure going into the game on Sunday, especially playing against Millwall. 
a question I've always wanted to ask a man in the game, Keith. You've been in the game experience long time. I'm um, just looking at the stat here. Bristol have been, or we've only beaten Bristol once in the past 13 home games. To work one seven for Bristol, drawn five, and the other one must have been a Millwall win. It, it, I always find the concept of bogey teams a really weird thing because it's a real thing, isn't it? Some clubs seem to always prevail over other clubs. Um, historically, going back many many years, I just wonder: does that get in the mind of the players? Is it in the mind of the manager that if, if you have a team that you have a, uh, a kind of a hoodoo over in some way, is it, is it a real thing in the, on the on the playing side of things? Yeah, th- th- there is definitely. Like when I was playing, when I'm sort of on the on the management coaching side. Sometimes for no reason. Yeah. I mean, there, there's certain grounds that you'd go to that you look forward to. Sometimes, quite often, if you had a good game somewhere, when you went back to the next year, you'd look forward to it. Um, sometimes there's reasons that you don't maybe necessarily uh, enjoy going to certain clubs. Yeah. Sometimes the, the, the atmosphere yeah. uh, can be difficult to deal with. I think uh, there'd be a quite a, uh, sort of it would be a loud atmosphere, I think, on Sunday. Obviously, the Millwall fans will want to get behind their team. Um, and I think there's a little bit of history between the two fans. Um, diplomat- so diplomatically put, Keith, I like that. <laughs> <laughs> well put. So, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, yeah, I think uh, the, the police will be quite heavy uh, yeah. come Sunday. So, it's, it's a shame. It, it does sort of add to the atmosphere. But, yeah. uh, no, hopefully it all goes the game goes through fine and there's no trouble at all outside the grounds. It's a nice stadium, Bristol. I went, I went there last season and uh, that was a Saturday afternoon kick-off and I thought benefited from, you know, the Saturday Saturday afternoon thing. This is a Sunday one thirty game. It always seemed a little bit unearthly to start a game one, uh, you know, one o'clock on a Sunday afternoon, but there we are. We're, we're stuck with it. But I, I really enjoyed Ashton going. It was a great stadium. Yeah, no, he's, he's done a lot of... Because originally when I was there, he'd bought a lot of land near the ground to build a, a completely new ground from scratch. And uh, he, he had to fight the council for sort of nearly two years, and eventually um, they wouldn't allow him to do it. So he had sort of Plan B was to, to redevelop where they are now. And uh, I mean, he's got more plans as well to develop more around the ground. Yeah. So uh, I mean, it's, it's fantastic what he's done there. And, and Steve's sort of got that excitement back into the, into his life as far as watching football and, and wanting to get. I think he's always wanted to try and get Bristol City into the Premier League, almost. A, to say that this is what I've done for the city. Um, so he'd be desperate. Um, and if they can get a result, um, Bristol, then all of a sudden, from going from like being under pressure, there, there won't be that many points off the playoff. No, that, that's uh, the mad league it is this year. What can we expect, um, you know, from Bristol City in terms of a style, the way that Lee Johnson will set up against Millwall, who will, who will be combative, who will be, Millwall will try mm. and be strong and resilient. What, what can we expect? I think um, on, on Wednesday, he went with uh, a smaller, uh, quicker front line um, and they, it wasn't very, very effective or particularly dangerous. Um, and then he brought on the, the big centre-forward, uh, Dijoux, Dijoux. Dijoux, um, yeah. And, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he made a big difference. He, he was a big sort of focal point of threat because um, of his physicality. So I'll, I'd be surprised if he maybe doesn't start him because um, Millwall are a big, strong side. I mean, I think they, they can cause Bristol City problems from crosses, set pieces. Um, so, I, I mean, Bristol City, I think, will go into the game favourites on the on the back of winning during the week. Um, but I wouldn't say they're playing at their best at the moment. They, they still look a little bit fragile. So, it, it, I think it'll be a tight game. 
Yeah, it looks like it will be. And in terms of uh, in, in terms of Millwall, I'm not sure. Have you seen much of them this season, Keith? No, I haven't. No, I, I know Neil, and he's done a great job there. He really has. It. They've sold uh, some of their better players from last year. Mm. I mean, I, I think they almost overachieved last year. And sometimes you're, you're a victim of your own success that when you have a good season, then everyone expects you the following year to sort of try and improve on that. And um, when you when you sell your better players and you don't spend fortunes, then eventually it's going to catch up with you. And I think that's sort of where Millwall are at the moment. But one thing's for sure with Millwall and Neil with his team that that they fight for everything and they'll they'll be they'll be battling for for the three points on Sunday. Brilliant stuff, Keith. Thank you so much for joining us. Keith Millen, their former Bristol City manager with us on Love Sport Radio. Very quickly, if you're paying too much of your energy bills and insurance, you could be saving hundreds of pounds by shopping around. Find out just how much you could save by going to a spokesman said.com. Search for the cheapest deals on your energy bills and the best value for your home, car and travel insurance. Don't take our word for it. There's hundreds of a spokesman said customers who save big. Brian from Derbyshire saved 400 pounds on his energy bills. Jim in Glasgow whopping 600 pounds. Kurt from Surrey saved over £300 on his home insurance. And Tony from Northampton saved a massive £2,800 on his energy bills. Don't pay the price for not shopping around. Head over to spokesmanset.com and you could be saving money on your bills in time for Christmas. Is Love Sport. What a man. What a guy. I want to compliment Porrick on his music taste. Yeah, his, his music policy tonight has been spot on, listeners. He's been receiving a lot of compliments. For I, that. Well, I, Don't I, I do like it, though, because he'll, he'll get I to like his head. Like he'll it. get to his head. He'll think he's on, you know, <laughs> Radio 1 or something like that. <laughs> anyway, um, Cardiff 2. Wolves want a banger by Junior Hoyle. It looks like Looks like that's one it from. might be getting Neil Warnock three more priceless points, unless Wolves can uh, somewhat summon equalizer. They're in all sorts of you know a bad form bad run of form yeah. uh, Wolverhampton Wanderers um, at first it was like Nuno for PM and, and, and now yeah great side last season in the championship really looked the part I suppose a bit like a Fulham in a sense they looked the part and then the Premier League seems to find its way through doesn't it I mean you need to sign a different type of player at that level I it don't eats you up and then it eats you, up you back out yeah, it's a cruel cruel mistress football exactly that let's look ahead to uh, the fixture at the week Mm. Bristol Rovers um, away Sunday lunchtime half past one mm. Bristol um, I won't be going down there 600 Millwall fans are going down there so fair play to those boys that's that's a tough uh, made it deliberately difficult to get down there on Sunday morning on a Sunday as well yeah, and, yeah um, but even so 600 are going down there so well done the travelling Mill support we do need our support we're up against it. His back's to the wall a little bit at the moment. So we've got to get through this difficult time, hopefully get to January. Maybe Nick uh, Lyle Taylor for Charlton, get the old recruitment team. Coming up with some rough diamonds in midfield and defence and um, on the wings. <laughs> and <laughs> and up front. And up front. <laughs> just, just about everywhere, really. Basically Really everywhere. strengthening everywhere. Basically, what you need is just a whole load of utility men. Um, <laughs> you know those sort of hybrid players that could play anywhere. <laughs> Like we, Neil we, Cox, you could play across the back line and in holding midfield. 
I think a sense of perspective is needed because you know no one wants to get relegated back to the to League One, but you know we've been there before. We 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 survive, we live on, and you know there's still a lot of football yet to be played in this season, and there is still glimmers of hope because when we do play the ball on the on the deck, we don't look bad, no. and um, that's if it was totally hopeless, you know. Um, I'm thinking of I've got the image of the old uh, the, the vicar in the War of the Worlds movie when he comes out and the aliens looking at him he comes out going yay though I walk for the valley of death and it goes is that the shoot, 1954 version? Him. It shoots him. The it's, old version of the one with Tom Cruise? Yes, it. No, the, the old one, the proper one. Yeah, I don't like watching that. Story, <laughs> it shot him. And so we're not at that it's level yet. It's a bit yet. scary, though, Nick. It is scary, but it's meant to be. It is. The, the Tom Cruise version was a bit more watchable. Well, it was a bit more like a, you know, it's like if someone shot it on their mobile phone camera. So it was, you know, the, the, the machine. That was the point. Yeah, I know. But <clears throat> Even those machines My, my scary, point though. was we're not yet in the Vickers um, level there of going out going <laughs> with our good book in our hands no. and then getting shot. So there is there is light at the end of the tunnel listeners there certainly is you took four points off of bristol city last year um what do you reckon we'll do well to get a point down there won't we let's be realistic um but then one thing i've learned after 40 odd years of following mills we always do the opposite to what people expect us to do so when thing people think we're going to win we lose and when we th- people think we're going to get stuffed well st- we get stuffed Stu 1885 <laughs> said all i get from this is three nil city i said keep the faith and and mickey found on the board said he believes yeah I, I, I like go on mickey there was, there, was, there, there was spirit on Wednesday night. I mean, in, in patches this season, we've shown good form and good spirit. We need to find that spirit from the very start. We need to get out and attack from the off. We have nothing to lose. No one's expecting us to come away with three points, so let's go at it like Millwall should do. And we will get results at some point. I'm, I'm sure of that. By the way, I really should just read out James Hill's tweets um, from earlier on, because he did tweet in, uh, saying we, he said, we don't have the players for a 4-4-2. We need to go 3-5-2-3. The back gives us the ballast we need at the moment. Good building term there like that. Mm. Our two best fullbacks are natural wing-backs. We need more bodies in the middle to dominate possession, and Jed can do bits behind the front, two taking the ball to feet. We'd like to see Archer, Hutch. Cooper Wallace, Ferguson, Williams, Jed, Leonard, Romeo, and Gregory and O'Brien, if all fit and not suspended. Obviously, not Sunday. Won't ever happen, though. Harris will be 4 4 2 to the end. In any event, he's the right man for the job in Wires. Great tweet, James. Do you know what? I'm sure we'd love to see like a change up. It'd be nice to see, you know, literally a bit of Millwall to heat, you know, playing like a continental style, if you like. Playing a 3 5 2, changing things up. I think Marlon Romeo would be an excellent wing back as well I think we've got the players to play that Um, certainly we have to change I I don't think that plan A which has been the long diagonal to Steve Morrison who's who's clearly not 100% at the moment and can't start every single game so that's not going to work so we do need an, an alternative. There is an alternative. We saw it briefly on on uh, on Wednesday night, and up until the moment that uh, Birmingham scored. So there there is there is a. I want I want to read out. This music's winding me up. Fundraiser Christmas 2018 charity fundraiser in aid of Evelina Children's Hospital and Demelza House. Great calls. Uh, Ten pound a ticket is after the whole game. Organised by a couple of Mill fans. Charlie, get your tickets from Charlie. Oh seven four five zero. 038480 or Barry 07715 10 pound a ticket kids one pound auction raffle drink food Millwall after the whole city games so I'm almost certain there's going to be a win they're going to lay it on for us as well Charlie and Barry well done that's a great cause Evelina and Demelza House Children's Hospice great causes well done support that cause brilliant stuff Nick Hart FA Cup draw Monday West Ham. Do you want West Ham away any day 
be brilliant, wouldn't it? It'd be brilliant. I'm back Monday night where we will bring you that FA Cup draw. Cardiff City have won tonight. Uh, they've beaten Wolves by two goals to one. Yeah, back Monday night with your West Ham fan show and the FA Cup draw. Cheers, Paddy. Cheers, Nick. Nice one, man. This is Love Sport. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.